Moonlighting as a non-player character was a hell of a way to earn a living. Never made much sense to spend all that time garbing up a virtual uniform that matched game space, but Overton took pride in the details. So getting punched in the stomach by someone so caught up in an augmented reality fantasy they couldn't tell real from script, that left him in a foul mood. All the man had to do was ask the right questions, get Overton's responses, and move on. He tagged the asshole with some negative karma, checked his own account balance, and wandered back off into his own preferred world. Ignore the gray sidewalks of a hot Manhattan summer day. Walk around the tourists on top of the dikes in lower Manhattan. Ease through Battery Park. Once on Broadway, he turned on the silvered contacts riding his eyeballs, the inner earphones, and it all melted away. The clockwork empire squatted around most of the old financial district. Gearhouses chugging away with clouds of dark smoke. Overton swept the wet tails of his coat back with a flourish, doffed a cap at someone involved in the game space hurrying by on a mission of his own, and set out to find a hearty stew somewhere. Jericho caught up to him on a horse-drawn carriage. The robotic horse snorted in game space. In the reel, the fur was a bit shabby, the horse far too skeletal. Overton had peaked once, but in game space, extra augmented reality finessed and rendered the fur to make it look vibrant and brushed down, and firm muscles bulged as the horse plodded along. Get in, hurry up, Jericho grunted. Traffic's miserable right now. Jericho always made a point of staying in the reel. Sometimes Overton suspected he didn't even really like his job. But despite the incident in the morning, Overton was full of cheer. He loved his jobs. The augmented reality contacts edited out things like traffic, and since cars were all run by overwear, they slipped around the robot horse and carriage and around Overton. The broad way to him right now was a dirt road, filled with other fast-moving carts and steam machines that were probably buses, or that rare, hand-driven machine. Overwear caught and flagged, though, so Overton didn't step in front of a moving bus. Getting trampled in the clockwork empire meant death as surely as it did in the real. He remembered an old friend, Kausa, who'd gotten carried away in a quest and ran out in front of a grand contraption. He'd spent a month holed away in a healer's cave, refusing to see them. Where are we going today? Overton asked. Rat hunting in the Central Park, Jericho said. What is this Central Park? Overton projected an earnest bewilderment. Jericho sighed and spat. The great clockwork king's woods, then. The clockwork empire was not contiguous. They passed through some other realms when leaving the lower empire traveling along the Broadway. For some thirty days, the great clockwork king had been waging a slow war via vassals to gain ground in his island empire. The perpetual age of steam had been iterated by a weak AI gaming company almost a year ago. Eons in terms of game time and potential player interest. There was always something shiny and viral over there and under here. But the aesthetic elements of the Age of Steam had been around since before massively multiplayer augmented reality gaming blossomed with the advent of cheap contacts and cheaper cloud processing. 
you needed the constant graphical overlays to suppress the reel. Processors fast enough to redraw the reel with the MMARG's own images. Once that was done, live-action role-playing exploded out from a passion followed by a small subset of the population. It infected everyone who had data goggles and some spare time during their commute. Forget suffering quietly during lunch. You could join a team and storm a castle at a park, all together in a consensual reality. Which Overton wasn't doing. Overton wasn't a player, although he took the trappings of the Age of Steam very seriously, just as he took being a paid NPC very seriously.